Meet Reed Lance Rosenthal, rancher, number one best-selling, award-winning author, and unabashedly, unapologetically on the right side of the outstanding issues of our generation. But don't try to fence him in. Sometimes his positions will surprise you because Reed is definitely his own man with his own opinions. You might love him, you might hate him, but you won't be able to stop listening. Step over to the right side with Reed. Howdy, listeners. This is Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio, talking to you coast to coast, Gulf to Canada, and around the globe. Well, the drumbeat, the staccato, the bombs, the <laughs> the avalanche of news continues, unabated, and in fact, increasing in tempo. So, I'm going to bring you what nobody seems to be talking about, and that is the history of the Colorado River Basin, and then the rest of the story, what the current status is of the Colorado River Basin that supplies basically the water for about two-thirds of the agricultural produce of the United States, about two-thirds or more of the hay for cattle and other meat products, and supplies water and power to 40 million people in the Southwest. Batten down the hatches, folks. We're going on a deep dive. And then I'm going to bring you the rest of the story on that. Why don't we just say that you need to be aware You need to take precautions, particularly if you live in the states of Colorado, Wyoming, New Mexico, Utah, Arizona, Nevada, and unfortunately for you, California. Then I'm going to bring you what they're not telling you about the Inflation Reduction Act. I mean, these people, in terms of their wordplay, are unbelievable. It is anything but that. It is exactly the reverse. And, you know, that deal about no taxes, if you make under 400000 why don't we just put that in the really growing list of government lies. I'll explain to you why, because it's going to cost you a lot. All of us. Everybody listening to this show, and I don't care what your economic class is or what your income level is. And then I'm going to bring you a huge, another huge, because that's what's going on, the staccato of rat-a-tat-tat. Current news events across the board, every level, every tangent, every imaginable topic, and boy, are they flying. They are flying, folks. And it's not pretty little sparrows flying through the air or orioles you know flashing their black and orange wings this is more like crows and ravens and buzzards so let's get started let's start with a founder's quote as we always do you know i think i'm going to go with one of those quotes which is probably one of his most famous from one of the founders themselves benjamin franklin how do you become better tomorrow by improving yourself the world is made better Be not afraid of growing too slowly. Be afraid of standing still. Forget your mistakes, but remember what they taught you. So how do you become better tomorrow? By becoming better today. Let me give you a little ranch story, which I think is apropos to where we're headed in this show today. So Wyoming is part of the great kind of drought complex, which is blanketing the Midwest and basically the entire far west and particularly the southwest. We're going to be talking about that with the Colorado River Basin predicament right now. Well, it's more than a predicament. So a ranch doesn't operate without water. A farm doesn't operate without water. In fact, your house doesn't operate without water. Water is an essential. It is a commodity on which life depends, even more so than food, although food is critically important too, and certainly more so, in fact, than shelter. 
So here on the ranch, we have, and I've described this to you listeners before, a series of reservoirs which collect water from each kind of terrace level of elevation and then distribute it out over the next series of fields, then collect it again, etc. So we're really reusing water at least twice, and usually three to four, and in one case, with one system, five times. I mean, it's really quite efficient. But you know, it doesn't matter how efficient your system is. It doesn't matter what you've spent and what you've planned and what you've built to promote, to promulgate that system, to make it work better, to make it work ever more efficiently. If you don't have the basic supply, which is water, no system's going to work in terms of a water system if you don't get water to it. And this ranch, like many, many other ranches, although we're in better shape for a number of reasons, is starved for water right now. Fields which we normally are able to irrigate until September have not had water for two weeks. Our pivot systems, which is a pretty efficient delivery, mechanical delivery system, our pivot systems are out of water at least half of each day. Basically, we're running it at night to minimize evapotranspiration from the spray and the nozzles during the really hot, really sunny, really dry days. And the moral of this story is always go to the source, folks. Always think about the source. Don't think about the symptoms. You know, it's kind of like a disease. You can treat a symptom, but really what you need to do is get to the root cause and wipe out the disease. And in this case, the disease is lack of water. And the lack of water is gripping not only this country, but as you're going to find out, the world, literally the world. You will be shocked. So why don't we get started? The Colorado River Basin basically drains. It's the drainage for 264,000 square miles of the United States of America, basically the entire southwest. You have the upper basin, which is pretty much the mountain states, Wyoming, Colorado, Utah, and New Mexico. You have the lower basin, which is primarily the highly populated southwest, and by the way, the epicenter of lots of produce for the United States and the world, and that is Nevada, Arizona, and California. I'm going to tell you the differences between these two and what's happening between the two, because it all comes down to a compact, which these seven states signed, although Arizona was reluctant. There were a number of Supreme Court cases, you know, uh, whiskeys for drinking and waters for fighting. Did you know that Mexico participates in the Colorado River Basin water? They get about a million acre feet a year, northwestern Mexico, and they're not getting much, if any, water right now. And there's riots in Mexico. Oh, you don't hear about this on the news? Gee, you can imagine that. Riots in Mexico. In fact, Mexicans are blockading roads and kidnapping government officials, and the ransom is water. That tells you where this situation is and where it's going, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wait until we get into this. Remember the collapse of Sri Lanka? Several weeks ago, I brought it to you. The mainstream media even covered it, you know, for just a scant second. That, too, was predicated on food, and the food problem was created by a water shortage. In the case of Mexico, 8 of 32 Mexican states are basically out of water. 1,500 of 2,400 Mexican municipalities are basically out of water. The government of Mexico, under armed, and I mean heavily armed guard, including military vehicles, is delivering 9 million liters per day, most of that going to the city of Monterrey in Mexico. There's a huge shortage of water in Denmark. In fact, if you go to the website on the rightsideradio.com, you can see the farmers with their rebellion over there. I've brought that to you too, but it's, it's heightening. It's increasing, and it's being exacerbated by the Dutch government, globalist tendencies, and Green New Deal instigations. Wildfires in Europe. This is the second worst 
year in history for wildfires in Europe. There's already been 515,000 hectares, which is about 2.6 acres per hectare, burned. In 2006, the record year, there was just under a million burned. They're on pace to beat that this year. In the UK, there's terrific crop shortages because of water scarcity. In France, they're actually shutting down nuclear power plants because rivers are too low to draw in cooling water for the towers, or in some cases, they're so warm that the release from the cooling towers is destroying all aquatic life downstream. The Rhine River, kind of the ma- a major, major artery in Germany and the rest of Europe, particularly for commerce, you know, like barges which are carrying coal to replace power sources because they're not taking any Russian oil, blah, 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 blah. It is now so low that it cannot be transversed by commercial vessels. You're not hearing about any of this, are you? Gee, imagine that. In Poland, rivers are so low that they've stopped even ferry traffic, which are shallow draft boats. And I can go on and on down the list. Africa, certain parts of Africa are having the same problems. Asia is having the same problems. And you know, across the globe, what seems to be happening is that the coastal areas are remaining abnormally wet in most cases. And the interior areas, which of course is where power is generated, where water is sourced, and where food is grown, are getting hammered by this drought. You know, as an aside, I brought you about six months ago two shows on the history of weather manipulation. I'm going to have the links to them on the homepage right next to this to this show. You should listen to those two shows, and you should listen to the video, which is attached to one of those shows called The Dimming, because I have an opinion on this. And you know, you'll have to integrate my cynical nature, but I think that this is all man-caused. I think it ties into the spring up, the exponential growth in 5G, which is energy and radio waves, which is the key to weather manipulation. And I believe that everything that is happening right now around the globe, particularly because of its geographic apportionment and the similarities around the globe, which is perhaps why the press isn't bringing it to you, is planned, it's intentional, and it is man-manipulated. In fact, I'm rather convinced of it. And after you listen to those two shows I did six months ago and listen to that video, which is scientific, you'll, you'll agree with me, I'm quite sure. Let's talk briefly about the history of the Colorado River, shall we? It's rather interesting, and it goes back a long time. In fact, to the 1600s, probably before then. Actually, the 1500s. Spanish explorers introduced livestock, and they began building ditches called aqueous or aquifers. In 1847, the Mormons get to Salt Lake. They begin cultivating farmland using Colorado River water. In 1859, Oliver Wozencraft promotes the idea of irrigating the Imperial Valley in California. In 1865, the lower Colorado River, lands begin to be set aside to American Indian tribes. 1870, give or take a year, John Wesley Powell explores the Colorado River by boat and issues the first maps and report in 1875. In 1892, Colorado River water for the first time was transported across the Continental Divide into the east side of the Rocky Mountains. It was the first Transbasin diversion project. It was in Colorado. For those of you down in Colorado listening to me on KGAB and other stations, it's the Big Thompson Diversion District. That huge pipe that runs through the core of the mountains and sucks water from the Colorado and brings it down the Big Thompson drainage to the Front Range of Denver. In 1908, the Supreme Court rules that water must be reserved 
as appurtenant to the land. In other words, each piece of land has its water rights, and its water rights are determined by the date of adjudication, the date of filing. The earlier the date, the more senior the water right. And a senior water right can call, that is, stop the use of water by a junior right. This is true not only for individual privately owned parcels of land along a river or creek system, it's true along the entire Colorado River as it pertains to the states which make up the upper and lower basin. In 1919, Grand Canyon National Park was created. In 1922, the Interstate Compact, the Seventh State Compact, was negotiated by the Secretary of Commerce, who happened to be Herbert Hoover. In 1923, six of the seven states, Arizona declined, ratify the Colorado River Compact. In 1936, give or take, it was actually a six-year case, Arizona files to get more water from the compact, which they had not yet signed, with the Supreme Court. In 1937, the construction of Hoover Dam begins. In 1937, the Colorado Big Thompson Project that you know today, which replaced the older diversion project from the Colorado River into the Front Range of Colorado, was authorized. In 1944, the United States of Mexico signed a treaty to annually allocate 1.5 million acre-feet to Mexico from the Colorado River Basin. In 1944, after $55 million, think about that, in litigation expenses, the Arizona legislature finally ratifies the Colorado Compact. 22 years of litigation. The Colorado River, by the way, is the most heavily litigated river in the world. The second is the Platte River. In 1956, the Colorado River Storage Project Act approves multiple projects, that is, storage, reservoirs, including the Glen Canyon Dam, which was completed in 1963. In 1979, the U.S. Supreme Court appoints special water masters to review the allocation and apportionment of water between the seven states in the compact, and also to review how much water the tribal lands would get. By the way, the master recommended that additional tribal water claims be upheld, the Supreme Court, that was in 1982-83, the Supreme Court later that year said, no, we're not going to go with your recommendation. Think about that. In 1992, the Grand Canyon Protection Act was approved, which requires, for environmental purposes, releases from the Glen Canyon Dam for cultural and recreational interests throughout the Grand Canyon. In 1996, the Interior Secretary orders California to implement a plan to reduce its average consumption of water and live within its allocated 4.4 million acre feet because California, at the end of the line, and this happens often, whether it's a ranch or a farm or a state, California is at the end of the water line. So any water that's not used by an upstream user obviously gets to California, and California was only too happy to use it for its burgeoning population and industries. They actually got up to about 5.5 million acre-feet, 25% more than their allocation. Now they're being cut back. And when we come back, we're going to finish up this life and death history of the Colorado River Basin. And I'm going to tell you the rest of the story. Get ready. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and my pillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. So my employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. We're selling the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have my towels with proprietary technology, which makes them soft and absorbent. Towels that work, what a concept. 
They're made with USA cotton and come in a variety of awesome colors. My six-piece towel set is regularly $109.99, now just $39.99 with your promo code. Support Mike. Support America. Get great stuff. Use the promo code RIGHTSIDE, R-I-G-H-T-S-I-D-E, RIGHTSIDE, or call 800-892-1083, RIGHTSIDE. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-914-1358-800-914-1358-800-914-1358. That's 800-914-1358. Hey listeners, this is Reed Lance Rosenthal, your host of On the Right Side Radio, and I have a message for you. Do you want a business? Sell a product? Provide a service? Have a message you want to get out? Do you believe in freedom, the Constitution, and America? Here's your opportunity to reach 69 million sets of ears in scores of markets around the country, including five of the top 10 and 15 of the top 50 markets in the United States of America. Very affordable, very flexible, 30 and 60 second packages available. Give your business a boost and help America get the truth. Call Francis at Media Airtime at 602-300-8250, 602-300-8250, or write Francis at MediaAirtime.com. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-S at MediaAirtime.com. Thank you. Reed Lance Rosenthal, back with you on the Right Side Radio, finishing up the incredible history of the Colorado River and the Colorado River Basin and bringing you the rest of the story, which you will find shocking, particularly you folks in the Southwest states. In 2000, this multi-year drought begins basically throughout the entire Colorado River Basin, alleviated only in a few years, like 2017, by above-average snowpack in the Rocky Mountains, which is the primal source, the primary source of water throughout the entire basin. In 2004, somebody gets the bright idea that the states need to pay farmers to fallow their ground. In other words, not cultivate, not irrigate their ground. So that's where that whole little, shall we say, conundrum between humans' need for food, cattle's need for feed, and government begin to converge. In 2005, another environmental act and agreement begin to affect water apportionment, water use, water releases between all the various dams. It's called the 2005 Lower Basin Multi-Species Conservation Program, which is a 50-year agreement between all the parties from the Hoover Dam to the U.S.-Mexico border. 
In 2010, that 7.2 magnitude, remember that earthquake, the Baja California earthquake? It occurs on Easter. It damages all sorts of distribution systems in the lower basin between the states and to Mexico. In 2014, with the Colorado River Basin in steep decline, the city of Phoenix creates the Colorado River Water Resiliency Fund, where they begin to store water. They begin to cut back on uh, people's ability to have yards or for other domestic uses. In 2019, Trump signs the Drought Contingency Plan. This is when things, why don't we say, began to look rather dire. And the DCP, as it's called, requires California, Nevada, Arizona, and the upper basin states to cut back on their usage. In fact, two and a half million acre feet less in the lower basin. I'll be explaining that to you in a minute. An acre foot, by the way, those of you in agriculture know what I'm talking about, but all of the rest of you, an acre foot is a lot of water. And an acre foot is basically one foot of water that covers one acre of ground. So imagine that, if you would. The releases or the uses of the Colorado River Basin are 17 million acre feet. Try and try and picture how much water that is. The court case that was Arizona versus California, you know, that 22-year, $55 million court case regarding the original Colorado River Compact, gave a toe in the door, a the camel's nose under the tent, if you will, to the federal government to step in and regulate the use of water and the apportionment of water. And that was called the Boulder Canyon Act. Basically, it empowers the Secretary of Interior to act as the water master of the lower Colorado River, the lower basin, and to apportion surpluses or shortages amongst the states and even, think about this, amongst users, that is, you, me, and everyone else who owns a piece of land that uses water, even amongst users within a state. The original Colorado River Compact apportioned in perpetuity, supposedly, to the upper basin and lower basin 7.5 million acre-feet per year. It was left to the states within each basin, the upper and the lower, to work out each state's allocation. And where they couldn't agree, off they went to court. In 1948, in the upper basin, 51.75%, this was the agreement, 51.75% of Colorado River water went to Colorado, 23% to Utah, 14% to Wyoming, and 11.25% to New Mexico. It is interesting to note that the upper basin, Utah, Wyoming, Colorado, and New Mexico, have never used their full allocation of Colorado River water. Which brings us to a, an old saying in ranching, use it or lose it. You'll see what I mean here in just a moment. It's kind of interesting to break down how these uses, these apportionments in the upper and lower basin, how they break down as percentages. You'll find it rather fascinating. So in terms of wastewater treatment, this is the upper Colorado River Basin, 3% of the apportionment. Interbasin transfers, which by the way is usually for irrigation, 6%. Public supply, right? This is domestic uses, 1%. Self-supply and other domestic supply negligible. Commercial, less than 1%. Industrial, less than 1%. Hydroelectric power, 59%. However, hydroelectric power is what's called an in-stream flow. An in-stream flow or an in-stream apportionment means that the water is used, i.e. to generate electric power going through the turbines at a dam, and then returned to the river. So it's used and then returned. The biggest user by far in the upper basin is agriculture. Almost 89% of every drop of water in the upper Colorado River Basin goes to agriculture. In the lower basin, 
Hydroelectric power is about 63%. Remember, that's water that's returned to the system. Agriculture is about 64%. Livestock and mining together are less than 1%. Wastewater, 2%. Public supply, the cities, etc., 4%. Self-supply, domestic, about 2%. Commercial, 1%. Industrial, 1%. And other uses, 1%. You can see the disparity between the upper and lower basins. Really high on agriculture, really low on municipal and industrial uses in the upper basin, and really high on domestic, industrial, and other uses, and lower on agricultural uses in the lower basin because of population. The population of the lower basin, Nevada, Arizona, California, has tripled since these studies began in 1995. Tripled. Almost 20 million people from an original base of four and a half million people. Obviously, the population growth, although pretty rampant in Colorado and Utah, has been just a fraction in the upper basin of what it is in the lower basin. The Colorado River Basin and the projects comprise an intricate system. You have high mountain storage projects like Blue Mesa in Colorado and other Green Mountain Reservoir, Flaming Gorge Reservoir, and then you have the monstrous lower basin projects, Lake Powell, Lake Mead, and others. Lake Powell and Lake Mead, though, are the, the backbone of the Colorado River projects and the Colorado River system, particularly as it applies to the lower basin, Arizona, Nevada, and California. In 2000, Lake Mead and Lake Powell were 95% of capacity. Today, they are 25% of capacity. They have dropped from elevations of approximately 18 to 1900 feet to 1,066 feet as of right now. In fact, the two lakes are going down at the rate of 8 inches per day. Let me repeat that. 8 inches per day. At 825 foot elevation, they are dead pools. A dead pool means there's not enough water to get it out of the dam to run turbo electric generation or to distribute water for domestic or agricultural use since you can't release from the dam. If you think about those two monstrous lakes, they covered at full capacity 229 square miles of water, in some cases 1,800 feet deep. They are now down to 115 miles of surface. If you think about the canyons that these huge projects filled, they're wider at the top and more narrow at the bottom. So as water decreases, there's an exponential decrease in surface area and an exponential decrease in capacity and elevation. The situation is so dire that for the first time in the history of these projects, which were originally filled in 1937, there's a water emergency declared by the Bureau of Reclamation, which has overall supervisory authority, vested, by the way, in the Secretary of the Interior. Oh, one of Biden's appointees. What could go wrong here? The 2021 declaration is the first declaration of its type issued in the history of the Colorado River Basin. Las Vegas and some of the downstream cities kind of foresaw this possibility. There are two emergency siphons out of these lakes. Lake Mead, by the way, feeds Lake Powell. There are two emergency siphons out of these lakes that can get water out of the lakes and to the cities and elsewhere. And a third was built literally at the bottom of these lakes. They built a three-mile tunnel and installed this huge siphon pipe so that they could drain water from the very bottom of these lakes. Think of it as the drain in your bathtub. 
Before that, you had drains kind of up the sidewall of the bathtub. Now you have a drain at the bottom. Gee, what does that tell you about what they think is going to happen here? Think about what's going to happen to the cities of Phoenix, Tucson, Las Vegas, San Diego, Los Angeles, and of course, the Mexican city of Monterey, which is already in dire straits, getting 9 million liters of water delivered every day by the Mexican military. And think about what's going to happen to what's going to have to be done to agriculture. Basically, the 2.5 million acre foot reduction in usage that's now mandated to those three states on an apportioned basis based on the long ago signed compact is going to affect everything, folks. Everything. It's going to affect the generation of power. It's going to affect transportation. It's going to affect recreation. It's going to affect domestic supplies. That is drinking water and wastewater treatment. There is nothing that is not going to affect. And there is nothing that is not going to skyrocket in price via each of those effects. You could see one of the greatest in-country migrations of all time in the United States of America. The greatest migration thus far in U.S. history was 2.5 million people moving out of the Midwest during the Dust Bowl to the cities and to the coasts. Think about 25 or 30 million people moving out of the southwest part of the country and going to other parts of the country because of this incredibly significant and, you know, no end in sight, no remedy available problem. Think about what's going to happen to the cost of food as there's less and less irrigation water, more and more ground is lies fallow, and farmers have less water in the fields which are still in operation to grow additional crops. Basically, the lower basin, California, Arizona, and Nevada, and Mexico, take two-thirds of all flows in the Colorado River. The upper basin, by the way, as you can expect in a water fight, says, hey, we've never even used our full allotment, so we're not cutting back at all. And the lower basin states are, of course, all fighting between one another as to what the cutbacks are going to be. I mean, welcome to the water rodeo. But the bottom line, particularly for you people in the Southwest, and by the way, I'm not leaving out Texas, which is undergoing its own severe drought, different river system, and other parts of the country and the world, as I brought to you at the beginning of this segment. But this is a huge problem that could have incredible effects on the United States, demographics, and migration. And of course, it's being exacerbated by environmental laws and exacerbated by 2 million illegal aliens crossing the southern border each and every year under the current administration of President Cadaver. You know, 2 million people use a lot of water. 2 million people every year for four or five years is an incredible amount of water. And most of those illegal aliens, not all, remain in the southwest portion of the United States. They don't migrate to other portions. So exactly the area that is most impacted by this looming water disaster are the areas which are most impacted by more people using water. Bear in mind that California grows two-thirds of the fruits and nuts basically for the entire world. And the Yuma, Arizona area produces two-thirds of the cattle feed for livestock around the United States. What can you do about it? If you're in the Southwest, I guess you can conserve water. You know, the cumulative effect of tens of millions of people saving a gallon or two a day, which, by the way, is about 123 gallons per day consumptive use based on these studies. Two or three gallons a day can add up when you're talking about tens of millions of people. But the other thing that you folks in the Southwest should be thinking about is what the future holds for you, what the future holds for your property, what the future holds for where you're going to be living. Because folks, if there is no water, there is no living. You could see a massive economic disaster occurring in the Southwest. 
if something doesn't change with Mother Nature. And Mother Nature, I believe, is being manipulated. Again, I urge you, listen to my two shows on man-induced weather manipulation, intentional weather manipulation. The links are right there on the homepage for this show. And listen to that video. Watch that video, The Dimming, which is attached to one of those shows. And I think you will reach the same conclusion that I have, given everything else that's going on. Anyway, forewarned is forearmed, you people in the southwest, the upper and lower basins of the Colorado River. Now let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about, you know, some more big lies from the government. So you were told that, uh, number one, this act, the 768 whatever billion dollar waste of money act, that mansion caved on, gee, I wonder what uh, goodies he got, and cinema caved on, I wonder what goodies she got. It was going to result in higher taxes, but only on those stinky rich people, you know. Everybody pay their fair share, and on those nasty corporations. Of course, corporations pass those taxes through in the form of prices. And uh, wealthy people tend to be able to fight, with some success, additional taxes. So it's really going to fall on you and me, folks, the lower and the middle classes. In fact, it's my belief that we're an absolute target of this bill. And when we come back, more on this perditious mistruth of the so-called, I mean, unbelievable, Inflation Reduction Act. Yes, Inflation Reduction Act, maybe on everything except your wallet. You can expect big inflation there. And then rat-a-tat-tat, folks, lots of it. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bones. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them, and it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-378-3719. That's 800-378-3719. Threads West, an American saga, the epic saga of us, begins in May of 1854. Threads West is our American story set in the West, the tale of men and women from England, Ireland, Italy, Denmark, Prussia, and America. An Oglala Sioux family, a Ute Indian family, a Spanish vaquero chased north by the Texas Rangers, an elderly black couple setting their life sails for the winds of freedom. Threads West is a number one national Barnes & Noble and Amazon best-selling saga and winner of 37 national literary awards, including Best Historical fiction, best multicultural fiction, best fiction series, best romance, and best western. Surpasses Lonesome Dove, more authentic than Dances with Wolves. Five stars is not enough. Crows, Eve Pollutant, two-time number one national best-selling Writer's Digest author. Reed Lance Rosenthal has outdone himself. Rosenthal's characters just blew me away. They are as real, if not more so, as most of the people I have ever met. Glows Alexandra Brown of Romantic Shorts. Get it now. Kindle, Nook, Audible, Amazon.com, bookstores everywhere, or from the publishers at ThreadsWestSeries.com. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. 
Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-611-7121. 800-611-7121. That's 800-611-7121. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. I support this show, and I would like to offer you our biggest discounts for listening. So please go to our website, MyPillow.com, and put in the promo code at the end of this message to get the biggest discounts. Again, thanks for listening, and God bless. Use the promo code RIGHTSIDE, R-I-G-H-T-S-I-D-E, RIGHTSIDE, or call 800-892-1083, RIGHTSIDE. Read Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio. Back with you. Let's finish up the <laughs> the subterfuge, which is the uh, Anti-Inflation Act. Yeah. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> let's get into rat-a-tat-tat, folks, because I got a bunch of it to share with you. All of it kind of mind-popping. Let me tell you what they haven't told you. Let me tell you how the 400000 if you make under 400000 there'll be no new taxes, how this is a total lie. billion natural gas taxes and $1.2 billion additional coal taxes (laughs) and a $12 billion additional tax on oil production. Gee, I wonder where all those prices and all those taxes are going to go in the end pricing of a product that you and I pay. I think we all know that, right? By the way, the Tax Foundation top-notch outfit, they estimate that this will immediately eliminate 30,000 full-time equivalent jobs and, quote, it would also reduce average after-tax incomes for taxpayers across every income quintile over the long run. The American Legislative Exchange Council, their chief economist, who's terrific, Jonathan Williams, I quote, record tax revenue numbers time and time again in recent years, and they will continue up to $5.7 trillion by 2027. But we just spend faster than the taxes are coming in. He calls the whole package, by the way, which just got passed, economic malpractice. And by the way, the package includes $79.6 billion in funding for 87,000 new IRS agents who are going to, of course, enforce all these new tax laws. And gee, since there's only 400 billionaires and there's going to be 87,000 new IRS agents... Hmm. What are those 86,600 additional IRS agents, who are they going to be taking a look at and auditing? Not the really wealthy folks. By the way, Moody's Analytics, another top-notch firm, they found that despite it being called the Inflation Reduction Act, I mean, unbelievable, this bill will shave only 0.33%, that's one-third of 1%, from the Consumer Price Index over the next 10 years. By the way, the additional money to the IRS increases the IRS's budget by more than 600% from $12.6 billion. And it will create an army of bureaucrats, by the way, of about 170,000. They have 78,000 now. That will make it the largest federal agency, or one of the largest. In fact, its total staffing will be greater than the Pentagon, the State Department, the FBI, and the Border Patrol combined. combined. The Joint Committee on Taxation, nonpartisan, they found that only 4 to 9% of the money raised through all these new taxes and all this new enforcement is going to come from those making more than $500,000 a year. Gee, that means that 96, or actually 91 to 96% of all the money is going to come from somewhere else. Hmm, where would that 
be. Do you kind of feel a target being etched on your back? And now let's get into rat-a-tat-tat. I want you to know that Nancy Pelosi's little stunt trip has now resulted in really the de facto blockade by the Chinese Air Force and Navy of the island of Taiwan. Oh, that should just do great for semiconductor chips and other international commerce, don't you think? Better hold on to that cell phone, folks. And it's come out that Chinese troops are now in the Dornbass, getting experience against NATO weaponry and tactics. The Dornbass is in, oh yeah, Ukraine. By the way, the Chinese, for all those uh, in the mainstream media poo-pooing this is, oh, you know, it's just a little flexing of their muscles. They call what they're doing now around Taiwan and their imminent invasion of the two islands, which I told you about last week, quote, their reunification rehearsal, unquote. Oh, well, that gives you warm fuzzies, doesn't it? And then we have some studies that have come out on COVID and the jab. And Bloomberg, who is, um, yeah, I'll be kind, a lying progressive, even though he has an R in front of his name, his news media carried all these stories. And they really trumped up this big study that said, you know, breakthrough infections require another dose of the vaccine. And the vaccine was good. And it's going to just save your butt. However, do you know who did the study? Pfizer. I'm not making this up. Pfizer did the study, and the other participant in the study was the University of Washington, which just so happens to be the same outfit that produced all those hysterically inaccurate early COVID models used to justify lockdowns in the United States. Remember, millions of people were going to die? Yeah. And this study, by the way, even says that even if you have been infected, if you're unvaccinated, you've been infected, and if you have natural antibodies, these boosters will boost them, folks. You will be boosted right into maximum health. Go out and get that jab in your arm. Stick that needle in your flesh right now. Don't miss a beat. Unfortunately for the Bloomberg nonsense study, there's a story out of the Israeli National News. Quote, COVID vaccines may impair long-term immunity to the virus. Unquote. Can't make this stuff up. This all come out in the same week, by the way. Let me give you another quote from that article. Research suggests that vaccination against COVID with mRNA vaccines may reduce the body's ability to produce key types of antibodies against COVID. Hmm. That article, by the way, also goes into researchers believing that the vaccines are inducing some type of suppression of the immune system. Gee, who brought you that story and all those great world-renowned experts saying the same thing a year and a half ago? That's right, on the Right Side Radio. Go to the COVID page. It is probably the best compendium of information about everything COVID on the web, on the rightsideradio.com. Check out what's on the COVID page. By the way, there was yet another story in the same week, New England Journal of Medicine, protection and waning of natural and hybrid immunity to SARS-CoV-2. Basically what they said was, if you're jabbed, you are about 20 times more likely to get COVID and you are way more likely to suffer a severe COVID case. Here's another one, which is kind of tangential to COVID. Think about it. So the Daily Wire ran this story, quote, U.S. airlines desperate for pilots consider cutting training requirements, unquote. Oh, that's great. Fly the friendly skies, folks. Well, we are in the age of safety first, so this is all, <laughs> this is all understandable, right? And the article blames the horrible pilot shortage on early retirement packages offered to pilots because of COVID market slowdown. See, have you tried to fly lately? I, I don't see any slowdown in flying. And, you know, there wasn't a single word in the article about jabs and mandates hmm. for some reason. And then we have some more international news. Pakistan, you know, nuclear pa- nuclear weapons armed Pakistan. Not a, not a blurb, not a word in the U.S. media. It's unbelievable. So 
I told you about about three or four weeks ago where there was a 100% vote of no confidence, and the prime minister at that time, Khan, was booted out. Well, he's just entered the country's capital with a whole bunch of trucks and troops. And he blamed his ouster, by the way, on American CIA manipulation. Hmm. Do we have another, like, Ukraine thing happening here? Who knows? We will wait and see if there's going to be civil war in Pakistan, which is really not good for a nuclear-armed nation, you know? Particularly right now. By the way, i got to give you this one. So Bill Gates, right? The, the spent billions of vaccines. They're very profitable. You listen to his TED Talks. Everybody needs to be vaccinated. We need vaccine passports, blah, 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 blah. So he is talking on a WEF panel just two weeks ago. Since he's such an expert, you know, in today's day and age, you have enough money, you're an expert in anything you want to be. And he mentioned how pathetic current vaccines are. I'm not making this up, folks. Quote, we should have much better therapeutics. As we do come up with vaccines, we want vaccines that are infection blocking and long duration, which today, you know, the vaccines have saved millions of lives, but they don't have much in the way of duration. And they're not, they're not good at infection block, unquote. That's an unbelievable statement from Bill Gates, right? After billions of people have taken this jab with all sorts of material, tens of millions of material adverse side effects. So think about all the crap he fed you prior and now think about his reversal as he realizes there's going to be huge lawsuits coming out of all this vaccine stuff. Several states are moving their reserves into gold and silver. And there's a number of states that are allowing, like Tennessee, Virginia, Alabama, customers to use gold and silver as currency and removing sales and income taxation on monetary metals, including creating state depositories for their pension funds and others. If your state isn't in this uh, trend line, may I suggest you talk to your legislatures. Starbucks, you know, the woke Starbucks, the liberal boys and girls at Starbucks. Well, you know, you reap what you sow, right? It now appears that this massive company is now complaining about the dangers of working in Democratic-run cities, you know, spiraling crime rates and such. The Starbucks CEO I'll tell you his name in a moment. Just declared, quote, America has become unsafe, unquote. Quote, we're listening to our people in closing stores, and this is just the beginning. There are going to be many more. I don't have to spend too much time on what's going on in the country and how America has become unsafe. But you all read the press release the last couple of days about the fact we are beginning to close stores that are not unprofitable. In other words, they're closing profitable stores, folks. By the way, his name is Schultz. He's a moron a left-wing moron, and he has, he has supported the politicians and the policies which have led to this unsafe condition he now whines about that's forcing him to close profitable stores in large cities. By the way, Starbucks even promised to employ 100,000 illegal aliens during Donald Trump's term. Oh, okay. How's that going for you, Schultz? If you like your coffee, like your coffee from somewhere other than Starbucks, there's no sense sending money to the enemy. Speaking of immigration-related matters, the Supreme Court just released a temporary restraining order, a temporary decision that kind of sets back President Cadaver's open border scheme. They refused to freeze a lower court ruling that prevented the Biden administration from prioritizing deportation only for illegal immigrants who pose the greatest risk to public safety. If you remember my water dialogue here earlier, in one way, shape, or form, every illegal alien poses a hazard to public safety. You know, like whether or not your family has water. So the court leaves the policy frozen nationwide for now, and they will hear arguments in this case later in the year. This was in response, by the way, to a memo from Mayorkas, uh, so bad, the head of DHS, 
who sent out a memo recently that would have prevented the government from deporting people solely over the, you know, the, who cares, the small fact that they illegally entered the country. Basically, Mayorkas was trying to set a policy that would have made it impossible for any illegal alien to be deported. Unless, of course, you know, he was on a rape and murder and pillage trail, and they happened to catch him. And he didn't happen to get released by some Soros-backed DA. Verizon, you Verizon users out there, Verizon seems to be going woke. You know, what is this? Is this like a disease? Is this like the COVID-awokeness thing of corporations? They have recently banned OAN, right? American News Network, which, by the way, is straight line excellent. They have banned them from their airwaves. You can no longer get OAN on any Verizon device or any Verizon circuit, so to speak. For you folks who are on Verizon, same stuff for you as I recommended on Starbucks. Find a different provider. You'll probably save money. You'll probably have the same coverage if you do your research. And you certainly don't need to support the woke and the censors. By the way, tricky Tony fraudulent Fauci. Uh, you know, the, the, he's like the gift or should I say the nightmare, the bad gift that keeps on giving. He says COVID restrictions should have been much, much more stringent, and kids should be masked in schools immediately. Along the same lines, by the way, the uproar in L.A. County, I brought you this last week, that mandated masks for kids in school or they couldn't attend classes, it was so huge and so instantaneous that the health director has now backtracked. Gee, masks aren't mandatory anymore. That was just in a week. And, of course, she denies that it was this huge public upwell. Instead, it was on new science that it must have originated, you know, in the seven days since she imposed the mandate. It's rather amazing. And, of course, we have the FBI unbelievable raid on Mar-a-Lago. You know, I'm not in the habit of getting ahead of a story because all sorts of mud and dust is being thrown up. Let me just give you a couple of high salient points which are being discussed out there. All the articles are posted right under the audio bar. You can read them for yourselves and determine their veracity or not in your own minds. First of all, Garland authorized it. Ray went along with it. The West Wing in the White House cheered when they heard about it. Gee, I think they knew. It seems that the FBI overstepped the very confined bounds of the search warrant, and they had an inside mole. And the judge who issued the search warrant, in addition to being appointed by Obama, was also part of the Jeffrey Epstein defense team. Imagine all of that stuff. More on this next week, because this is a big deal for this representative republic. And we are out of time. Unfortunately, because I have another pile of rat-a-tat-tat. We'll get to some of it next week, I assume. Also, next week, we're going to talk about the Fourth Industrial Revolution. You know, our buddy Klaus Schwab. The Fourth Industrial Revolution is here. You will own nothing, and you will be happy. It's kind of mind-blowing what they consider the Fourth Industrial Revolution to be. (laughs) It's not good for humans. Let me put it that way. And I want you to look in the mirror. I want you to repeat to yourself and to your family. And repeat with conviction, I will muster, I will stand, I will not comply, I will never give in, I will never stop fighting, I will join with those in these United States and around the globe who love freedom as I do, and we will win. This is Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio. Thanks for listening. Talk at you next week and keep the wind at your back. Please remember, if you've missed any shows, just click on Show Archive and you'll find all of his shows. We look forward to seeing you here again next week for another episode of Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side. 
If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-378-3719-800-378-3719-800-378-3719. That's 800-378-3719. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-611-7121. 800-611-7121. 800-611-7121. That's 800-611-7121. Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe $25,000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is a perfect time to get cash out while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. If you need $25,000, $50,000, or more, now is the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to use your savings. Call New American Funding now and see how much cash out you can get. 800-601-6995. That's 800-601-6995. NMLS 6606. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is not an offer or commitment to lend. Subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all borrowers will qualify. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing opportunity. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. 800 800-304-5791. 800-304-5791. That's 800-304-5791. 